You all know what that bastard's done. A Duncan McLeod murdered a dozen of us in order to save one traitor. We've been hurt. But we're still alive. The Watchers live. And while we do, while there's breath in one of us, everything stops except for one mission. We find McLeod and Dawson. And when we do, we eliminate them. My boot. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe, and this week is no different. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. And welcome to the season finale of season four, episode 22, One Minute to Midnight. Slash the season premiere of season five? That's right. Question mark. So before we talk about episode 22... We're going to tackle the Highlander catalog again, play a little game. Eamon and Kyle, I'm going to read you an entry out of the 10th anniversary Highlander catalog from 1997. That is a mighty tome. It is. It's a few pounds. I'm dangling it right here. Hey, guys. Dangling. Dangling. Anyway, so Kyle and Eamon, you're going to try to guess how much the product costs that I read you the description to. Well, based on our experience last week with that chess set, I feel like I need to add $100 to whatever I'm about <laughs> yeah, to really. say. That's true. Okay, guys. Today, we're reading the entry for item number 380, the Golf Pros Linen Hat. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Golf Pros. <laughs> Pretend you're on the tour by donning the hat the world-famous pros wear. What? <laughs> so yep. they want you to cosplay a pro? Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm going to go ahead and say they don't wear these hats. but <laughs> Made exclusively for Highlander, all caps, by Texas, oh, the Texas. number one name in quality golf adverts. See, you know them, Texas. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. the number one quality. Guess what that's saying. Yeah. No, the, the stars at night shine bring it bright there. Yeah. Quality brushed linen jute finish with open weave for ventilation. Ah, open weave. Yeah. Jute. Perfect to ward off the tropical sun. To Nicholas ward, Ward. To Nicholas Ward it off. Their empire. Or to provide the perfect accessory for a great summer outfit. McLeod golf plaid with leather trim and Highlander concho Unihat fitting system. Unihat is trademarked, by the way. Oh, good. And you can get... <laughs> you pay oh, extra for that <clears throat> trademark. Yeah. It's $600. <laughs> and this is item 380 is men's and 386 is women's. Different prices? No, but I don't want. I I want to know what's what, in between. Exactly. Yeah. What what's products three eighty one through three eighty five? Oh, maybe that's like the secret catalog. Ooh, Ooh that's you have like a the secret m- catalog out there, listeners, with those product numbers. Let us know. Oh, there's three eighty three. Yeah, we'll get to that another time. Mm. All right, guys. So, how much for the Highlander Golf Pros linen hat? Oh, Please I should show you a picture. Look at of it. the picture. Of course, of course. Of course. We look at the picture. Wait, Wait which, which one's one the golf it? hat? <laughs> <laughs> this this one here. Guys, the linen... That's not what I was picturing that at all. That is not what I was picturing. That's like a fucking... What? All right. This looks like, like a straw trash. hat. It does <laughs> look like... It looks like a straw it hat. It looks yeah. like the, the, the old guy from Jurassic Park's hat. Yeah. John Hammond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Not Dodson. Dodson. We, we got, got Dodson, Dodson here. here. Dodson. See, nobody cares. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, this changes everything. This changes everything. <laughs> no, I was picturing something very different. All right. Well, how much do we think this costs for that McLeod stitch? I don't know. Uh, Eamon, I think you're first this time. It does uh, say Highlander on it. I'm gonna guess twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars. Kyle. Because of that Unifit or whatever. Yeah, what the fuck is Unifit TM? That's a good guess. I feel like I'm torn between $18.99 and $29.99. Mm. But considering who we're dealing with, I'm going to guess... <laughs> who we're dealing with? <laughs> I'm going to guess $29.99. And, Eamon, you guessed 25 Yes, sir. So, Kyle, you guessed 30 Eamon guessed 25 Actual retail price of Golf Rose Linen Hat is $35. Oh, wow. Hey-o. I mean, that's not so bad, I think. I guess. I mean, looks- I mean would you pay $35 for a hat? I wouldn't pay $35 for that hat. Maybe not. But okay. I would pay 30, you know, 30 bucks for a hat. Would sure. I pay $600 for a chess set? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's a cherished game, Keith. I know. What episode are we talking about today? One minute to midnight. That's right. And to clarify again for the listeners, this episode was filmed as part of season four, but then they moved it to be the season opener for season five. But we're recording it as part of our season four coverage. Very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. cool. Very cool, guys. Which is a cool thing we did. Yeah. All right. This episode first aired September 23rd, 1996, and of course that's months after our last episode. For the season premiering related reasons mentioned. Correct. Episode was directed by Dennis Berry. The last we saw from him was Till Death, which was two episodes ago, and Through Glass Darkly and Deliverance. Episode, yeah. Episode was written by David Tynan, and last we saw from him was the previous episode, Judgment Day, and Double Jeopardy before that. So we got guest stars. We got Peter Wingfield. He's back again. Mythos? <laughs> oh, I'm sure Richie kills it in this episode, right? How's Richie in it? Oh, God. This is it, guys. It's eight, seven, eight episodes. What is it? Eight episodes in a row, maybe? Yeah, he's now spanned a finale and a premiere and has been in... He might as well be off the show. Yeah. I mean, he is off the show, I guess. Too bad. So sad. (laughs) Uh, Episode also guest stars Jesse Joe Walsh. I keep saying Walsh. Walsh. As uh, Jack Shapiro. You trashed your episode. (laughs) You trashed the premiere. Steven Tremblay's back is Jacob Gelati. But we have some other new guest stars. We've got Romina Mondello. That's right. As Irina... Galati. That's right. And she's been in a bunch of Italian stuff. So. Mamma mia. That's right. Checks out. And also, Peter Hudson is back as James Horton. And also, I, yeah, I know... he was like, ooh. Yeah, I know. There he, uh, is. he was in the Valerian... Is that how you say it? Valerian. Valerian. Yeah. There right. it is. And the Directed si- by Lou Berzon. That's like right. That, like that steel. Mm-hmm. Ah. Valerian steel, baby. Steel. And the City of a Thousand Planets, which I heard, mm-hmm. I heard some people thought was really good, and then I heard other people say it was a piece of shit movie. How's it going? I watched it and really enjoyed it. Yeah, it looked really cool. Yeah, I'll watch it. Nice, <laughs> nice, yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, IMDb episode description. Sock it to me, baby. Continuation of Judgment Day. <laughs> <laughs> the Watchers believe Duncan has been killing Watchers with Joe's help. Ooh, wait, what? What? That's not uh, true. Well. No. No one thinks that Duncan's... What? Or do they? No. I think they do think it's Duncan. They think it's Duncan, but do they think that they both... No, because do they even know... Ah, fucking hell. I mean, I guess they know Joe's alive, right? Because he wasn't at the scene. Yeah, his corpse was not there. So this is positing that they think that Joe is, like, plotting revenge with Mac. Seems about right. That's insane. I don't get that impression at all. We're on the first sentence of this IMDb description. (laughs) They are trying to kill both men, while Duncan tries to identify the real killer, another immortal. 
In flashback to 1847, Europe, Duncan's immortal gypsy friend, Jacob, kills a mortal who raped Jacob's immortal wife, Irina. Great. He Glad is, we're going back to that well, Highlander. And he is promptly Glad hanged by the gypsy-hating townspeople. <laughs> Why are we laughing at that? <laughs> yeah. In modern day, Jacob saves Duncan from a watcher and tells him Horton's renegade watchers killed Irina. Can Duncan and Mitha stop the feuding before anyone else is killed? Ooh. Can they? We'll see. We will see. No, they can't. <laughs> so we get a last time on Highlander. Previously, Previously on Highlander. That's right. Gene. <laughs> this one's for you, Morph. So yeah, we saw these clips before. But then, <laughs> but then it leads right into the new episode. Without Seamlessly. Much, without, right. I was like, oh, whoop, I yeah. paid attention again. Yeah. So Joe, Joe, and then Joe's life. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Mac like carries him off, right? Yeah, Mac carries him off, and he's just like, hang in there. Then we cut to a creepy backlit stage. Yeah, I kind of like this. This is yeah, cool. This is neat. So Jack is giving like a fucking crazy speech. He's turned to, like, into an army. like Hitler or yeah. something. Yeah, with and Mythos is just sitting there like, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah, but so Jack, Jack is looks giving like orders. a zombie. He looks horrifying. Yeah, he really does. His like face is like thin looking. Yeah, and withered. He looks like like Palpatine or some shit. <laughs> oh, Palpatine. <laughs> He's not wrong. Uh, so that's our cold open. Is yeah, Jack giving orders to the Watchers to like go and kill Joe and Mac. And all the Watchers are like standing to attention in like black turtlenecks and shit. Yeah, it's mm. weird. Yeah, it's a little stormtrooper Watcher army. It's yeah. not good. Well, that's our cold open. We get the credits. Then we cut to, like, a river, and Mac is sneaking around for some reason. And he's dressed as a stevedore. <laughs> he's in a stevedore costume. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is this just evil Mac again? Yeah, is he just is back? evil Mac. I Dark thought this Duncan. was kind of cool. Yeah, like, he's neat. sneaking around, and then people are following him and start shooting at him. It's like, oh, shit. So these are some rogue watchers. Or I guess they're not rogue watchers now. They're just watchers. Just, just watchers. watcher watchers. And, the like, Mac, like gets one of them and the other two are pointing guns and he's like shoot me yeah it's like <laughs> nuts it's insanity yeah uh, so these guys are hard, pretty hardcore about killing mac yeah so one of the watchers mr dunbar calls jack and is like ah, mr. <laughs> mr dunbar <laughs> that's uh also Eamon's porn name so yeah so I'll check dunbar uh, so he's calling Jack, and then Eamon, what happens to Dunbar? Dunbar gets fucking killed. He by what a, weapon? By a cord. He gets a garrote. By a cord. A garrote. A garrote. Yeah, <laughs> so who kills him? It's fucking Gelatini. What's his name? Gelatini. It's Jello Shot. Jello Jacob Shot. Gelatini. I don't care how smart he is, sir. <laughs> we'll get him. Yeah, which is weird. Does that mean that Jack was like, oh, you'll never catch him. He's really smart. Yeah. And he was like, I don't care how smart he is. What prompted him to say that phrase? You yeah, trashed your oath. <laughs> you didn't catch him. Duncan McLeod smarter than you. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to the basement of the Shakespeare and Company bookstore. Mythos's favorite place to hang wet papers. Which are still yeah. hanging. Still up there. Can't be like, good for they're that They're definitely paper. dry by this point. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, it's just was... very moist down there, and it's yeah. ruining them. Maybe and... it was just like a touchstone to remind us of where we were. It's like, oh, you've so. seen this before. So we talk about lentils and chestnuts. That's right. Roosting that on famous lentil fire. scene. Yeah. Joe is holed up in there, and he wants something to drink. So he's recovered from his gunshot wound, I guess. Yeah. Quickly. And no buzz when Mithos shows up. Maybe he's just been upstairs for a while. Sure, because that's how it Joe says he doesn't want any wine. He's been brushing his teeth with the stuff. And Max says, Well, when you hold up in a wine cellar, you've got to take what you could get. How about the 27 Latour? I hear it's a wonderful year for brushing your teeth. Ha <laughs> ha! 
I thought that was kind of funny. It is funny. No, yeah. I thought there was a lot of this that was funny because Mythos has been, I guess, caring for Joe. And he's like, when did you learn like medicine? Like 14 something? Yeah. 1458 in Heidelberg. <laughs> Which I've been to. I was in Heidelberg over the summer. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. How, how was your medical studies? It was great, actually. But it's it's no surprise that he studied there because that's like one of the educational hubs in Germany. Like it's a big college town. Like there's universities all over the city and stuff. Interesting. So. That's cool. Yeah. The more you know. That's right. Anyone see that bizarre cutaway shot of Mac chewing and reacting to this conversation? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It's so <laughs> weird. It's like, why? Just stop. My only guess is they needed to stitch together two takes. Uh, I was doing some good chewing acting there. You had to put that in. <laughs> <laughs> I really think uh, this is a good character study for McLeod to uh, chew in this scene. The in chews of Duncan McLeod. Here he is chewing some... Name literally anything that is any chewed food. Any, <laughs> any name, food. Name Where there's originals. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Mythos thinks they should just both move away. He's like, just start a new life. This is fucked. Get out. And Mac, of course, is just like, no. I'm not leaving. So instead, his response is to get a giant scoped pistol <laughs> <laughs> and go roll up on where he thinks the watchers are camped at. Yeah, I'm going to go shoot some shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, but seeing Mac with a gun is like weird. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like a, you know Mac's up to some shit. <laughs> this giant scoped pistol. It's like what the fuck is going on here? And yeah, what what is Mac's plan? Hold on, like because his plan gets interrupted. What was Mac there to do? Kill people? I don't know. Or was he just using the scope to spy? Or was yeah. he actually going to shoot someone? Let me let me why why take the scope off? Let me just carry yeah. around this heavy pistol. <laughs> Or is he, he looking for pop someone? Is he looking for Gelati? Oh, you think he's on the hunt for the murderer? Not that I, makes sense. I think so because I thought at some point with this is like it's obvious they'd look for you there, and it's like yeah, but it's also obvious that this, this other guy would go there. So he brought a gun, not a, a sword. Well, he doesn't know who's doing it. I thought they think it's an. I think he thinks it's another immortal, right? Or no? Uh, Fuck. This is deep, guys. <laughs> wow, we're really this case wide open. <laughs> All right, so Max on the roof at this uh, mortuary, I guess. That's where they're held up. And across the way on another ledge, he sees Jakob. And he Jacob. looks worried because he knows him. So we get a yeah. flashback to Europe, 1847, in a gypsy camp. Which is this the same camp where he gets like cursed by that gypsy woman. i was wondering like, you shall never marry right i forgot about that and that was in the darkness or is he at two separate gypsy camps also what's the timeline again on mac like what year is this 1847 yeah so this is after mac fought on the british side in the napoleonic wars but this is before he became embedded with like the lakota right well it's before <sighs> he fights in the american civil war so between 1847 and like 1861 Max soul he's searching, got man. He's, he's got like, a, what's the life for me? Maybe a gypsy. He's like, he does not have a lot of time to get to the new world, get himself established and enlisted as a Union soldier. Weird. It is weird. They're fixing like a, a wagon. A wagon, right. They're going to paint your wagon. <laughs> but uh, Jacob's there. He's the luckiest man alive, according to Mac, because he's married to sexy Irina. Yeah, he's a hot wife. <laughs> That's right. They've been married for 65 years. Or she says, time. after 65 years, I finally got tired of saying no. Right. Well, and we come to find out that they're like together until 1992. So yeah. they're doing all right. They're not quite at uh, the till death, the till death level. They're close. You know. This is actually the same episode. It's the same <laughs> plot. Yeah. Top to bottom. Yeah. He sends her away to get water for some reason. Right. And then things get dark. Ugh. Yes. But what the fuck is this? This makes me so irritated. So this dude's like, oh, help, my friend. It's like, and she's skeptical of this. Yeah. Right from the jump. Like, he comes out of, like, an abandoned Where castle or some shit. And do they have to go this way to get water every time? 
Ugh. Why don't they put their camp near closer to the water? Yeah. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> so, yeah, he's like, help, help, my friend, he's bleeding. I can't stop the blood. You have to come and do something. Yeah. So she begrudgingly follows him into this, like, abandoned... It's like a barn or something, yeah. And he proceeds to rape her. It's so fucked up. Like, this. what is the deal with this show and the constant threat of sexual violence? It drives me nuts. It's like, they constantly are going to this well. It's like... Well, would do you, something else. Do literally anything else. It's okay if this guy, this bad guy, means her harm. But like, why does everyone always have to be raped or threatened with rape? Rape is like the the screwdriver in the Highlander toolkit. It is inappropriate. <laughs> it's their multi tool, and it's upsetting. Yeah, and we're treated to like a pretty graphic, uh-huh. <laughs> weird rape sequence of weird distorted visuals of her like in pain and crying out uh, yeah. for help oh, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's disturbing it's really upsetting and yeah. like i'm like ah it is <laughs> and i'm like nervous that's <laughs> i nervously laugh <laughs> sorry but then somehow like is this duncan all... and jacob hear her yeah well, let's talk about how this is edited because it's like i don't i didn't get the impression they hear her scream i was like is she can i is he connected to his wife through like the quickening like because there's all these like visual effects it's like yeah like it's, it's buzz weird. related and then and he, like, like senses she's they in don't trouble. seem close enough that they would hear her screaming no in fact when they show it it seems like they are very far away yeah but somehow they know that, that something's wrong and they run to help her and he tries to flee pulls yeah. a knife they fight him and then he starts making excuses like oh she wanted it and it's like ugh. it's yeah. like ugh. His, and his explanations are so upsetting i don't know this really irked me this like got under my skin i don't know when was the last time they did this not that long ago certainly the evil mac story right that might have been the last rape we've had has like assaults <laughs> Like, you should have a rape spreadsheet for this show. Yeah. yeah. It's dark. It's fucked up. I don't know why they do it. Yeah. Just don't. I don't get it. It's cheap. It's insensitive. It's treated poorly. The characters are not respected. It's nope. a, a, it's a shorthand for villainy that just kind of tramples all over, like, a lot of people's trauma. Ah. Yeah. Anyway. Do you guys think, like, she just shouldn't have been wearing that dress? Because it's... <laughs> oh, my God. It kind of says, I want it, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm just, this, I'm just, just kidding. This I'm just, just kidding, just kidding, everybody. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, but we get to see a glimpse of Jacob's, I guess, personality where he's like, I'm going to kill this guy fucking now. Like, yeah. vengeance. And Max is mine. stops him. Right. And is like, let the law deal with this. If you do this, there'll be like really big repercussions for your camp. Like, right. Everyone will suffer if you do this. So, so then Jacob and Arena leave, and then Mac proceeds to sucker punch this guy <laughs> right in the face. Which is very deserved. Sure. Yeah. So then we continue this flashback, and there's like a magistrate. I don't know what you'd call this guy. It's like the head the town, of the town. The town racist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who is this character? The head racist of all the other racists. Is he a judge like or mayor, like the mayor? Like a judge or mayor. Something? Mr. Mayor. Uh, so he, or maybe he's a sheriff. I don't know. He's like, fuck you guys. She deserved it. Yeah, she tried to seduce him, and Mac is I'm like, "How do you? How did you get that?" And he's like, "Well, he told me, and I believe yeah. him, and I don't believe her." Hashtag believe women. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Let's just call that guy Kavanaugh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so there's some judge. Kavanaugh he likes beer. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, starts saying like, "We know what kind of people you gypsies are. Like, we know you're kind. You yeah. have to leave." And they are in fact going to leave. Like Mac seems to have won the day in terms of convincing Jacob not to lose his shit. But as they're walking... I mean, that's all he accomplishes. Like, there's no justice here, though. No, yeah. but there wasn't going to be. He's going to... You're going to have to fight a whole town. Right. <laughs> well, I think Mac naively thought there could would be justice. 
But alas, no. Right. But then this guy is like following and heckling them. There's a girl like you should pay me a stud fee for this like gross. fucking this your is wife. Really gross. <laughs> this is gross. Yeah. Which who are these people who can hear this guy saying this shit and not be like, oh, you did do it? Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I guess I mean even if they do believe he did it, who ca- I guess they're like, who cares? Yeah, it's just a gypsy. But upsetting. So anyway, Jacob just turns around and stabs the shit out of him. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I like how like slowly he walks over to the guy, like he's yeah. gonna tell him some shit, and then he just fucking whips out a knife and, and stabs like, him. Matt goes to quick. stop him, and Jacob very calmly is like, "No, no, no, I got this. This is fine. This is yeah. fine." <laughs> and then just bam, bam, bam. <laughs> so then Mac immediately like gets clubbed and knocked out, right. and when he comes to, Jacob is hanging from a tree. Yep. So when Mac wakes up, he's like, he wakes up in front of a display at like Pier One Imports. <laughs> There's like a wicker chair. <laughs> And, like, some tied-up bundles of decorative sticks. And a body hanging from a tree. Yeah, and a body hanging from a tree. And, like, the town crone is, like, trying to take one of his boots. Successfully taking one of his boots. It's like, hey, where's my boot? Mac rescues Jacob. They're having, like, a little camp out, I guess. Jacob wakes up from being dead. Right. But Mac is like, the end of a blade isn't always the answer or whatever. And Jacob is like, no, it was. Like, that was, like, real justice. Which but was, Mac is trying to remind him, like, well, what about all the other repercussions? Like, you can't go back to the camp. Like, you is that what Irina would have wanted? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could have asked her. Maybe we could have treated her like she was a character with agency in this. Yeah. Not your fucking water mule. Because, mm-hmm. hey, guys, are we ever going to really have any meaningful interaction with her? Well, no. She's going to be used in the exact same way <laughs> at the end of this episode. <laughs> yep. It's a real well-developed female character in this, That's but uh, oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I, this is like this bothered me. I'm going to posit a theory right now. Oh, that would make this episode better. Jacob should not be the killer. It should be Irina. Ooh, because there's the whole discussion of like both in the past and the present. Is this what Irina would have wanted? And he's like, that's something that gives him a little pause. It should have been, she should have been the one killing them. And he could be like, is this what Jacob would have wanted? And her answer would be yes. I like that. That's good. Yeah. It's like Jacob is someone who like craved justice and vengeance. Like his soul will not rest unless I stop these people. I like that. That's better. And also it avoids this like trap that it falls into with like this really horribly underdeveloped character who we see essentially get fridged. Twice. Yeah, this that's exact this is exactly what fridging is. Kyle, yeah. would you like to explain what fridging is? Uh it refers to like a trope where like the hero's girlfriend gets like cut up and found in a fridge, but that's like this thing that spurs him on to action. It's using women like violence against women as a, a motivator. It's just a it's like a plot device right. just to get the hero to do something. Yeah, just to get the male hero to go do a thing. Right. And it sucks. Yeah. You know, and it's a very common trope that is throughout Highlander, including in the first one. But, you know, that very much happens here twice in one episode. All right, so we flash back, back to the present to resume the previous scene. Mac has now lost Jacob. He doesn't know where he is, so he yeah. starts sneaking around more. And then he comes across a watcher who fucking kablamos him. Blast this is him. amazing. pulls out this insane-looking sword, yep. like, immediately. Yeah, he just runs right over to him and, like, pulls out a sword and is going to chop his head off. Yeah. But uh, Jacob, he's right there. No more hunting today. And he I mean, fucking shoots the shit out of this guy. Yes, he does. <laughs> this is like kind of a cool, exciting sequence because it happens so fast. Like yeah. I was kind of surprised. I like that they're both in the, like their siphon filter, like <laughs> yeah. Tom Clancy spy gear. 
<laughs> with their scoped giant guns. Yeah. Like, this is a side of Highlander I wish we saw more sometimes. How Mac has all this weird, like, paramilitary. This is like the equipment. opening of uh, Highlander 2. Yeah. There's a lot of that sort of oh, yeah. fucking sneaking mm-hmm. around with goggles. Yeah. That would also explain the shield covering the funeral home. That's yeah. <laughs> so we now cut to Jacob's, like, I guess it's a trailer, I think. At first I thought it was an apartment, but I think it's a trailer, right? Like his Gypsy Heritage, oh, right? Oh, yeah. This and, is a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's but, like, strumming a guitar. One. Because, hey, you know, gypsies are passionate. Is that going to be mentioned four times in this episode? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, did anyone... He has all these posters of M, the Fritz Lang movie. Yes, I was going to say. Did anyone notice these? Did yeah. anyone check that out or look into it? I watched the movie. Oh, <laughs> I'd seen it's the movie a little... before. Oh, yeah. good for you. I had not. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a long movie. Yeah. Uh, I it... expected it to be much shorter. I feel like it's like very intentional that it's in here. Mm. Because it's about like a murderer. And the end of the movie, like the townspeople try to put the the murderer like on trial but then like the real the police show up or whatever and apprehend the criminal and they're like no we'll try him properly but anyway like it's about the murder of like a child and there's everyone suspecting other people of doing it there's a blind man who figures out who the real killer is because he whistles a little tune that's how i can recognize him uh but at the end the mother says something along the lines of like no matter all of this judgment we're doing nothing will bring back my kid Mm. And that's kind of how it ends. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty bleak. But I feel like that is very tied to this episode because that's like an argument thrown at Jack at the end. It's like all of this all this killing doesn't bring back your son. As much justice as you can have, you still lost what you lost. Right. I thought that was a nice little thing they threw in there. Yeah. Duncan is recovering on Jacob's couch. Shirtless. Shirtless. <laughs> with a little smudge of like red paint on his face. He's, <laughs> he's got some ketchup on his yeah. ribs. <laughs> Jacob is basically telling Mac that, yo, man, I'm hunting these guys. They're monsters, the Watchers. Right. And he is confusing them with Horton and the Hunters and thinks they represent all Watchers. Yeah. And he's like, I've seen them kill before. And then we get a flashback. 1992. To their house burning down. And you see. Pretty cool. Yeah. This is a cool flashback. I like that this flashback takes place in 92. Like, it takes place before the series even starts. Like, we're not introduced to Horton at this point in the show's timeline. So I like that this like horton's been up to this horton's been up to this for a while which is kind of cool did they actually burn a house down (laughs) i don't know it looks good do you think it was stock footage i don't know and then they just matched the look of it yeah maybe it's possible it looks neat but they're fleeing for their lives into the woods uh irina and jacob but then they are surrounded by mysterious men who are watchers and then who pops out bud horton i was so excited to see horton i was like oh shit this is awesome that was really cool they didn't do the tiger sound though. I oh bummer, you're right. <laughs> yeah. And they shoot the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, like they blow them away and then it cuts to them like waking up and they're like restrained. Also, Horton is wearing like a white jacket. Odd choice for a decapitation play, but you know. This was a great scene. Yeah. We kind of get a little bit of a rehash of like Horton's speech. But I still no dug it. No one can be greater than man. You're an abomination. I think this is a better version of that speech. Mm. He delivers it better. Yeah. Like I and really like this scene. This is cool. Performance. And in a more exciting setting. Setting, like, yeah. yeah. Like, there's, like, stuff afoot, and he's, right. like, about to act on it. He's not just saying it apropos of nothing. Yeah. And the shots are really well composed. So, like, Jacob is tied to this interesting-looking tree, and Horton makes him, makes Jacob watch his wife's head get yeah i mean that adds a whole other layer to it too like that's this is really brutal i'm gonna make you watch me kill your wife yeah the downshot is it's just this fridging thing again (laughs) right (laughs) where she's just helplessly like a prop slaughtered yeah Yeah. 
it's just a, like she was helplessly assaulted before yeah. and like yeah th- she's a prop this yeah. quickening is awesome he chops her head off and then like a ring of fire surrounds it's like a figure Jacob's eight tree yeah. well i guess first it's a ring of fire around his tree yeah and then there's just another dramatic ring of fire that's like an infinity symbol yeah, yeah. and also i think this is mechanically really clever that the way he is able to get away is like because of the chaos created by this big quickening enables his escape, which I think is a mechanical device is well done. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there's like, how's he gonna walk away from this one? He's tied right. to a tree surrounded by armed guys. And once again, does it mean the quickening has like a plan? Right. It certainly seems to just go to a nearby immortal. Oh, I, I meant know. like that it freed him. Right. Oh. Like, does the quickening interfere? I mean, that's so stupid, but <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's done it before with the stupid disc. Yeah. Stupid disc. The DVD. Oh, the, I'm like, yeah. the DVD. <laughs> nope, not a DVD. The CD, the interactive CD-ROM. The interactive CD-ROM in the basement. So, so yeah, one, one circle of fire is around Jacob, and then the other one is around his dead wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is cool. Uh, and then we transition back to the present. And it's like a funky, cool, like the, the ring goes around this clown's legs, like a little lamp or statue, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, this clown thing was weird. <laughs> I was like, it just undercuts the seriousness of this scene we just watched. Yeah. yeah. But life's a joke. That's uh, true. But you know what's not mentioned during this whole thing? Mac does not mention... Horton? That Horton is dead. Right. And, and that, that Mac... Joe killed him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nobody talks about that this entire time. That blew my mind. Yeah. I was it's just insanity. Like, this is what like you fuck? said, like, they, they don't give anybody information in this Like, episode. Matt can be like, no, that was a rogue group of watchers. I actually hunted them down, and, and Joe, the person I'm he telling you about, it. helped me kill him. Yep. And, like... Yeah, like, this, it's like, you are right, but this has been handled. Your fight's over. Like, you, you're, you didn't know it, but you've already gotten your vengeance. Yeah. He never mentions that they are different. Like, he's just like, no, the watchers were created to observe history. Yeah. Without saying, and those guys were like, like different. I know who you're talking about, <laughs> right, and this. he's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's just not mentioned, and it yep. just makes the whole thing seem strange. And like he's our enemy, like me and Joe's enemy. Mm-hmm. Like that would have probably solved all of this. <laughs> yeah, like, like, might have at least like given a genuine pause to this. Right. Jacob's just like these guys are evil. I just saved you from one. I'm gonna continue. Yeah. And Mac is like, no, you should just meet Joe. Joe's my friend. He trusts I trust him. him with my life. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I'll meet with them. So he cut back to the Shakespeare and Company basement. And Joe's just like, no, I'm not going to fucking meet with him. Yeah. This is a, a, a screaming scene. One of many screaming yeah. scenes. In this. this is like the rest of the episode is pretty much all screaming. Scenes. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I love it. Forget it. That guy's a murderer. Which true. He's killed an awful lot of people, including shooting Joe. So at this point, the body count has risen to over 100, perhaps. Probably. I guess so, yeah. He yeah. probably killed at least 10, pe- 10 to 15 he... people in the finale. Right. Yeah, he <clears throat> killed 12, 12 watchers, according to Jack. And then he killed Jack's son. So that's thir- 13. 13 plus the other 80. <laughs> So I have a question. Do you guys think Joe's being a little unreasonable here? Like, yes and no. Like, I understand that he's emotionally distraught because his friends have been murdered. But, like, Mac is laying out, like, this guy thinks all Watchers are Horton, basically. That the same thing I thought when I Exactly. And And he didn't kill my wife. Yeah, and Joe's Joe's like, no, that's not... That's it. He's a murderer. It's like, he just explained why he's murdering, and you are a person that can set this right. You have no interest in doing that? I don't understand. Because, like... While it is awful that he's out there murdering people, like, this is all built on a weird misunderstanding that in some ways he's maybe not a fault for either. 
Yeah, a, a very understandable yeah. response. It's like, okay, this is what he thinks. Okay, there's this shadow organization that is watching us. And tracking oh, that, us and, and tracking us, us and in like, secret. All of yeah. the, in secret. All of that is true, mm-hmm. except right. for the fact that they don't always kill. Like yeah. Every met- person he's met like that had that tattoo up until he heard about them, like all the people that tried to kill him and his wife had that watcher tattoo. Right. That was yeah. like six people. And I'm sure maybe he's heard from other people because other people were hunted. So he probably has some confirmation from other people like, oh, Darius was murdered in a church. Yeah. All this shit. By mortals. Yeah. Dark. Yeah, so he has some reason to uh, not no, trust watchers. No, he is watchers. a sympathetic character. Yeah. Again, I think it would be more sympathetic if it was Irina. That would be more I fun. I agree. Joe throws it back at Mac and Mythos. And he's like, you only want me to do this to like save your asses. He's like, it's because you want us to stop hunting mortals, I think. I, that was kind of the impression I got. Wait, say that again? I get the impression that Joe is concerned that watchers are dead. But he's just like, because I feel like there's a very us versus them theme to this episode. Like, especially with with Mythos. It's like, are you an immortal or are you a watcher? Like, who's your loyalty to? And I feel like Joe is like, my loyalty is to, like, my people. And I think he's throwing it back at Mac. Like, you just want this to end so they're not coming after you anymore. Like, it's like you're being selfish. Like, don't you think about how it's affected me and my friends, like, that are all dead? Right. That's kind of, because he storms off and I don't know. And Mythos is kind of in the middle as well. Right. like, cause he's like, I do feel for these people. Like I am a watcher still, but like, we got to figure this out. So we cut to that funeral home. The watchers are hiding in a funeral home and they're loading, I guess the watcher that was killed with the garrote into a, maybe uh, or m- one of the other 40 people. <laughs> but Joe is just hiding in plain sight. Like how he's does nobody right see him? He's not very fast. <laughs> no. Like what's your plan here, Joe? Yeah. And Mythos just sneaks up behind him. I thought this was funny when he like put his hand on his shoulder. He's just like, ooh, <laughs> don't do that. But it's also like a cartoon. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like this interaction. This is funny yeah. about like he's trying to get him to help him. He's like, oh, like you're my friend. He's like, I don't know you too well. Like, yeah. It's a little confusing what their whole plan is. And there's like some genuine scheming going on. I feel like this is time filler. A little bit. But then like the plan ultimately is hatched that Joe will pretend he's kidnapped Adam, or captured Adam Pearson. Right. To leverage an audience with Jack. And they have a long conversation about irony. Isn't it ironic that they're hanging out in a funeral home on holy ground? It's like, yeah. I guess. I guess. It's like rain on your wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> so... Joe leads Adam in past the guard, and then we get a cut to Darius's church, which is kind of cool to see its appearance, except it's only the exterior. Yeah, it's the not interior the interior. is a different it's church. A different church. Yeah. But Jacob meets Mac in there, because I guess they were going to have a, a meeting of the minds with Joe as well. But Joe has not showed up. So Jacob thinks this is very suspicious. He's like, oh, like, I knew we couldn't trust your friend or whatever. Yeah, he's made it very clear that he's, like, not giving up on this, and, like, frankly, thinks... Mac should help him. Yeah, <laughs> like, and he, he threatens Joe. He's like, if Joe gets in your in my way too, like he's done. I know he's your friend, but I feel like this interaction has a little bit of the flavor of the previous interaction they have. Yeah, but it's yeah. still like pretty good stuff. But again, this is another instance where Mac is not giving him more information. Like this would be the next step in like, well, let me tell you more about Horton and what happened and how we stopped him and that Joe was instrumental in it. And but there's no extra information given. Just like, oh, I guess we'll just let Jacob be really pissed off and undoubtedly go kill a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. 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 That thing he said he's gonna do over and over and over and over and over and over again. Maggie's on the fridge. I have a lot of menus. Where do I put these menus for my Chinese takeout, mm-hmm. my Italian takeout, Thai? So you you don't you haven't switched digitally to any of these menus? No. 
You don't use the group hoob? I don't use the group hoob. Uber heats? Uber heats. Uber Uber heats. (laughs) Well, if you want to kick it old school, we might have a solution for you. I'd be curious to hear this solution. A refrigerator-based solution. Like all of our solutions, Mm -hmm. they're Mm refrigerator-based. Like Indiana Jones when he's protecting himself from nuclear attack. That's right. That's a refrigerator-based solution. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm sorry, what? Uh, In Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, that one. I I barely remember (laughs) that exciting. Opening where he gets blown up and thrown like miles, it would seem, mm-hmm. right? In a fridge. Yep. Yeah. Then he lives and he doesn't have any radiation poisoning. Nope. He's cool as ice. Just like our magnets. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No radiation poisoning in these bad boys. That's the Highlander Rewatched guarantee. Our magnets are radiation free. Yeah. If you tiptoe over to our Facebook or Etsy page, you can find a collectible set of not one, not two, not three, not four, but five! But five! Highlander Magnets. They feature Duncan McLeod, the Highlander himself, Joe Dawson, the Watcher, Amanda, the Charming Thief, Mythos, the Sneaky Immortal, and a special historic Highlands Barbarian Duncan. Wow. That's quite a crew. Quite a crew. They seem like the headliners of some mid-90s great TV. So bare minimum, we're hanging five menus with these magnets, That's right? right. Each one of these magnets is strong enough to probably hold five menus in and of itself. Ooh, might Depending just on how like... thick your menu is. It's not going to hold the phone book, but... No. This isn't going to hold a diner menu. Nothing that girthy. Yeah. But, like, you know, your standard issue, like, maybe sushi-Chinese hybrid mm-hmm. takeout joint... Got you covered. You're in my not- neighborhood, that place is called Good Flavor. Oh. oh how's their flavor? It's actually it's a little spotty. <laughs> okay, <laughs> spotty flavor. Like, spotty flavor, worse texture. That's a killer. That's gross. Well, our texture is fantastic. These are high-quality, durable magnets. Smooth. And they are smooth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're actually smooth to the touch. They're not, like, yeah. whipped. But no. <laughs> so, if you got menus, you need to hang. Head on over to Facebook or Etsy to help support the Highlander Rewatch podcast and pick up a set of these bad boys, and they only cost $15, which is probably less than the takeout order you're about to make. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely shipping is. and handling. Yeah. Yeah. That's Get, a delivery you gotta, fee. That's, you got to tip, you, you tip, gotta your, tip driver. your driver. You, you got to tip gotta, your driver? Yeah. Tip them. They're working class stiffs, just like the rest of us. That's right. And a little more if it's uh, raining out. Obviously more if it's raining out. I don't think people know that. They should. Or snowing. Well, yeah, that's a form of rain in a way. Yeah, that's a form of rain. <laughs> Guys, if we had our druthers, the delivery places would just pay them a living wage and you wouldn't need to tip them because the price of the tip would be incorporated in the cost of your low main. It yeah. would cost $2 extra, but then you wouldn't have to tip. That's right. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. But we don't get to set that policy. We do get yeah. to sell you magnets. That's right. That's true. So head on over to our Facebook and Etsy page and buy today. So back in the mortuary, Jack is like, I'll give you 10 minutes because he doesn't believe that Joe's going to shoot Adam. He's like, oh, he's your friend anyway. But he's like, again, you trashed your friend. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is like mob shit again. He's like, oh, you got 10 right. minutes. I'll listen. Yeah. yeah. Make me off or I kill refuse. But then Mythos is back in the basement. Back in the basement. With Mac. What's yeah, is like, he just like walk what's away? What's the cut? Yeah. Like, yeah. What's the cut? Yeah. Like, oh, I left. And I guess Joe left at that point, too. I guess they had their 10 minutes and... There's a plan they've hatched that we don't know about. Well, they then hatch a plan, which we don't we don't know that they've done this, but we come to yeah. find out they ca- hatch a plan to catch Jacob under the guise that they're finally going to have that chat. Right. Mm. So this is a legitimate deception by Joe. Like, no. Uh, well, 
Yeah. All right, we'll talk about it when no, it happens. No, Joe makes a deliberate decision to capture Jacob. The question is whether or not he knows that the other watchers will kill him. All right, maybe. There's like two double crosses. Yeah. Back in this basement, because Mac is like, I thought you said you were going to bring Joe to the, the, the church. And Mitha's like, I'm a pragmatist or whatever. And he's like, I weighed the two options. I don't give a shit about Jacob, but I care about you and Joe. So I took Joe to the watchers, figuring that would like yield better results. Right, which is like a fair point. Nobody but Mac cares about this guy Gelati, and he's been—I mean, he's racked up quite a body count. Like this guy's got a lot of blood on his hands. He's killed a hundred people. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I gotta assume the Callus killed some of them. That's right. Duncan. Michael Christian killed one of them with that yeah, car. That's true. Or not Ooh. Michael Christian, his librarian. Yeah. Oh, but Mac. then Max, like, you know, you got to pick. Is Are you an immortal or are you a watcher? And Mythos is like, Bleh. he's like, no, you didn't. Like, yeah. this is some shit. Which is weird because, like, Mac doesn't feel a sense of brotherhood with other wa- other immortals. Yeah. Like, there's this weird sense that, like, Mac keeps on treating them like they are engaging in the, like, tipping the scales of the game in some way or like the watchers are trying to behave like horton like that that's what their enterprise is but they're literally being hunted down by a single guy and they're trying to stop that single guy like he's treating them inconsistently with what they're doing yeah like it is the most reasonable thing in the world that they are trying to stop jacob yeah they can't not try to stop him because otherwise otherwise they're just gonna die and, right. like, so they have to do something to stop this guy. That's true. And, like, Mac keeps on not understanding that. And I don't get it. And he's, like, even guilting Mythos. Like, cool, like, you're immortal. Like, what are you going to do with that cup for you or something? And it's, like, they're not going to. That's not the point. Maybe. I don't know. I think Mac views it as, like, this is the slippery slope of, like, them giving up their oath. Like, once you start interfering in this way. But, of course, that's what but Joe's they, been they, doing the whole time. Yeah, and also, they've yeah. killed. He, this guy's killed, like, 80 fucking people. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. you have to do something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Mac is not talking about this in a way that's clear. Right. So, we now cut to a train station. Get a little hi-hat music again. It's that sneaking music. That's right. Sneaking around. So, Jacob shows up in his fancy RV. He sneaks around there. He's trying to, like outsmart the watchers who i guess he knows are watching him jumps out the window they still got him though but he comes up behind joe oh i guess he doesn't know it's joe i guess he just thinks it's probably some watcher there it's just a guy standing on the corner yeah it's like like, not even looking a gun to him it's like what the fuck aggressive then he's like i'm joe dawson and then he's like you're the one mac was talking about so this is where i feel like we're different kyle so you're saying joe is double crossing Jake. And in some ways he is. But so Joe. In what way isn't Well, so th- this is what I'm confused about. So, or maybe I'm not confused. Joe does deceive him and he's like, they've taken Mac and they're going to kill him because they think he's you. Right. And Jacob's like, shit, like, no, I don't want my friend to suffer because of what I did. And Joe's like, well, you're the only one that can fix this. Can you come and like clear Mac? Like, I appreciate that Jacob's like, I will do that. Like, I can't let Mac take the fall for me. Right. So then they're walking like they're going to go. And I that this is what I thought. I thought this was Joe's plan. Joe's deception stops it. They took Mac. Okay. I didn't think, although the dialogue's a little weird, because no, then, I, I then a watcher was, shows up and yeah. shoots him, and then they're going to take him there. And he's like, you son of a bitch or whatever. And Joe's like, yep, I am or whatever. Yeah, I think, that I think line makes me think that he knew about it. He's in on this too. No, he is in on capturing Jacob. I think he's still pretend, or at least holding out the hope that they're going to talk to him. So that's what he him. doesn't think was going to happen. They, but, we're going to shoot him to just bring him in to talk, but they're going to shoot him to bring him in to kill. 
Right. Right. They're they're, just, they're, they're they're lying to him about killing him. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. So, yeah. Well, it's unclear whether or not they explicitly are lying to him about it. But I think, like, I think as they Mytho, are. As Mythos throws in his face, like, you fucking knew they were going to do this. Right. Like, that was willful ignorance on your part if you didn't think that they were going to kill Jacob. Because, yeah. oh, yeah, by the way, he killed 80 people. Like, right. <laughs> can, like, I mean, I think it's very sympathetic. That's not to say he's, like, not a sympathetic character. But especially if you are the wronged party, you are going to punish this man. Right. Even if you're not the wrong party. Like, you're just trying to cosmically do the right thing. You still probably punished this man. Killed 80 people. So he cut to the mortuary. And this is where I think Joe's like, no, we were just supposed to talk to him or whatever. Because Jack's like, give me a sword. (laughs) (laughs) You double-crossed me, Shapiro. We had a deal. Yeah. And again, mob boss shit, he's like, he's very Trumpy. And he's like, no, you proved your loyalty. Like, you can stay now. Pray I don't alter the deal any further. (laughs) Which is the whole thing's weird. It's like, why is Joe getting his job back? Yeah. Why, why does just, Joe even want his job? Well, back yeah, at right. This point? Like, fuck these people. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Why isn't it just like, okay, well, now you're just fired right. and not dead? And Jack's like, don't worry about it. You're back in the watchers. Uh, <laughs> you're a made man. Give me some cannoli. <laughs> We're going to trash this immortal. <laughs> <laughs> you trashed Jacob. So Mac shows up. Guess and- who's here? <laughs> And again, Mac is just an unstoppable force that when he wants to, no, like, no one will stop him from entering a space. Right. So nobody... <laughs> like, 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 Mac is apparently the juggernaut. Yeah. Because, like, all these times they keep on playing up how heavy security is places, but then Mac just enters them. Just walks in. But he walks in and then he's captured. And then a few seconds later he has to escape again. And he just punches out ten men at, in one punch. Right. Well, while they're all holding guns. Yeah, and there's like, bowling pin sounds. Yeah. But there's a bunch of good screaming here because Jacob's like blood for blood. Like he's still, yeah, like he's not giving up his quest in the light of all this, I suppose. Actually, I think it's made him more resolute in it. Yeah, he's like, Oh, you've proven my point. Like, like you are untrustworthy betrayers. Yeah, like, I mean, that's what that's why I think Dawson, the man you trusted with your life, that's why I think Joe maybe wasn't aware that they were going to shoot him. Like, it's like. Joe could have just gotten in the car with him and, like, oh, you should listen to his side of the story. Let's start off this negotiation with shooting you in the back and kidnapping you. Like, that's not a good move. I feel like Joe would know, like, is that the right way to start this off? He seems totally fine with it when it happens, though. He does not argue with the person who shot him. He doesn't say what the hell. I, 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 I think wish he's he just resigned. He's just kind of like, yeah, I am a son of a bitch. Like, I don't think he's happy about any of this. Yeah. No. Well, it's a bad situation, but, yeah. like... He's making he's making a choice, and I think up until the part where they're going to cut his head off, I think he is yeah. comfortable with it. Don't do this! Don't do this! Don't do this! If you do this, <laughs> I will come for you. You got you better kill me next, because I will come for you. What you want? What you don't do? <laughs> just do cut do off do my do friend's do head. Do do do. <laughs> you haven't done that in a long time. I know, right? Call back season one, episode four, Innocent Man. Do 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 do. All right, so there's a quickening. Yeah, so Jack, and Matt gets the quickening. This is Jack like a, has a sword just at the ready, and they take him into another room and fucking chop his head off. Yeah, and like the picture windows get like blown out or whatever yeah. they are. This like, is cool. I thought this was awesome. Bursts in the flames. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, this was cool. Does Mac get this quickening? He does. He does. He's yeah. quickened. And then Jack comes in looking like a crazed maniac. Yep. 
holding this sword and his tie is like over his shoulder <laughs> and then we get a reservoir dogs-esque uh, mexican standoff that's right joe does a great job at this scene he's like yeah. i will kill you jack this yeah. is fucking like, great yeah this is this, awesome. this is more of the all screaming all the yeah. time that's right stop I- pointing that gun at my dad <laughs> <laughs> that was good that's pretty good does this whole interaction happen here or does mac leave and then come back so okay so yeah they joe joe is threatening to shoot Jack. Jack. Mac yeah. runs away. And then we cut outside, and Mac is like kind of stumbling around, I guess, from all the violence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Mythos, well, and Joe, Joe and Mythos are there, and Mac is like fucking freaking out about, like, you betrayed me again, this and that. When does the killing end? Which I think is a good point, because it's like, how many people do you kill to rectify the situation of one well at this point now the conversation is about mac Mm because mac wants to go back and fuck these guys up and they're like no 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 like now like he wants to basically do what jacob was doing yeah which is also a weird tone deaf thing on mac's part maybe we can discuss it at the end but like is there a world in which the watchers don't or shouldn't kill jacob i don't know but also like Mithos doesn't know what what's up or down now he's like i don't even know who i am anymore because like i don't think he knows where his loyalty is supposed to lie yeah, yeah, I find that confusing. But I, I don't get that he's like, when he's talking to Joe, he's like, well, they killed one of his own. And it's like, what do you mean one of his own? Like, this bizarre kinship there is with, like, immortals. Like, I Which don't know. Which neither Mythos nor Mac has ever cared about before. Yeah. And as Mathos pointed out before. Mathos. Huh? Mathos. Mathos, yeah. It's, uh, the fresh maker. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pointed out before. Have we like, never done a Mythos meme? Mythos the fresh maker? I think we have made that joke before. I've never made a meme. No, we haven't. Well, uh, meantime, doesn't matter what comes, fresh gets better with life. Mythos fresh and full of life. Meets uh, in a tube. But Mythos is like, I don't care about this guy. Like, you're my friend. If I can trade him for you, that's great. And now all of a sudden he's like, well, he's my brother. Right. Like, what the fuck? No, yeah. he isn't. Also, he's kind of an asshole. He killed a bunch of people. All right. So we cut later. Joe has gone back into Jack's office to talk some more sense in him because I guess at this point he's like, Jack, you've crossed a bigger line. Because I, I think this is because he's trying to kill Mac afterwards. Is he still trying to kill Mac at this point? Or because I guess Mac has announced his intention to kill Jack. He's announced like, I'm fucking coming for you. Yeah. No, Jack says, I guess he's like, if Mac shows up, we're going to deal with him joe thinks there's gonna be a war and jack's and he's just like, you... like oh he's not gonna be that hard to kill right like we'll just kill him we know where they are we'll... yeah yeah we know what they had for breakfast like so him talking like this like makes him evil yeah like, i mean i think jack has kind of lost it at the end here <laughs> yeah no that's a very good point there's definitely a, an aspect that which he's like fallen yeah i don't know i get the impression he doesn't actually want to go after mac but if mac comes he's gonna kill him and then joe's worried it's like well what are you doing amanda and mythos and right richie all hear about it because yeah i mean joe's right like they are gonna start a war because of this it's like well once you kill one like they're just gonna keep coming because you're now like he's like you've made us what we've always said we wouldn't be a threat to them which that is a good point right because that's exactly what happened with jacob it's like somebody killed someone important to him so he needs to retaliate and then it just is gonna at some point you just have to stop right even if you don't think justice has been served because it'll never be served maybe yeah. is that the or, or unless like the chain ends with like a loner <laughs> it's a guy could kill this guy he has no friends so no one will come yeah. after me if it wasn't for mythos if they killed mac nobody would know who mac was killed by if mac is killed like the only reason any immortals would find out is because mythos would tell them or right. they, I mean, they'd come looking for him at some point, right? They'd all come to Paris to check on their old boy Mac and be like, what happened? And then they'd have to 
figure it out. Maybe, right? yeah. Which would be very hard to do, granted, but... So this is where we get the big standoff, because Mac fucking barrels in here like a maniac. Maniac. Yeah. He's... He's really a juggernaut mode I, now. I fucking love this. Like, again, no one can stop Mac from entering a building. There's no walls that can keep him out. Yeah, Jack, like, calls for security, but Duncan comes in instead and points a fucking gun at Jack's head. Yep. I like this line because Mac, I guess, says Horton made Jacob a killer, and then Jacob made Jack a killer. Again, this is like the cycle of violence. Mm. Mm. And now Jack has made Mac a would-be killer. Yes. So this is pretty brutal, and Mac shoves him in a coffin, which I fucking love. That was amazing. And then just sits on it. He closes it and sits on it. It's over. But Mac, I guess, like, takes a chill pill. He decides not to do it. Yeah. Which I don't know what he's going to do if security actually does show up and shoot him. But Yeah. (laughs) Mac kind of is like, he threatens him, too. He's like, this has to be the end of it, or else then we will come after you mm-hmm. yeah it's insane but then a bunch of machine gun toting watchers come in joe's like it's all over they let mac leave mac throws his gun in like a potted plant yeah <laughs> a local funeral arrangement i love the shot of joe he's just like standing among coffins like this is cool visual stuff and he's like crying yeah. it's this is cool this is a great visual episode there's so much more in, like even though this stuff's dark too I wish it was just in a basement in one room. Yeah, if only. Like, there's a lot of just, like, better lighting, more interesting visual stuff. You know, there's not that many sets in this one either. Like, it's doable. So, the denouement of this episode, by the barge, uh, yeah. in the river. Mac is looking disheveled. He's Anytime like, Mac has his hair down, it, it means he's <laughs> either, like, distressed or, like, sexy Mac. Yeah. I feel like those are the two Mac has his hair Which down. Which one is he here? Distrexy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely the sexy Mac. Yeah. yeah. Death is an aphrodisiac, man. It's mm. true. Hate. And Joe's like, hey, I thought I could buy you a drink. And he's like, no thanks. No thanks. Yeah. No thanks. Mac is pretty nonplussed about all this. But then Joe's like, I think we can start up the watchers again. And I'm like, what does that mean? I guess like, he's they like, took we're a gonna... break to hunt for Mac and Jacob. Is that what I'm I think so. To... I think they pulled everyone mm. in the area to go do that. Well, also, I think he's also he's talking about like healing. Like the the ship hasn't sunk yet. Like this right. is fixable. He also mentions that Adam Pearson is like in the wind. Like yeah. he's packed up his shit mm. and just gone. That's cool. I wish there was a somewhat stronger hook for it, but I like the idea that Mythos is having something of like a crisis of conscience related to all this. Yeah. Which also echoes back to what was said in the previous episode of like interacting with Mac is like kicked his moral consciousness loose a little bit reactivated it yeah. in some way his loyalty to joe has like kicked him into action and now this immortal versus watcher kind of war thing is again like mm-hmm. forcing him into action in a way that it's you get the impression he's like been very sedentary for a long time yeah and then yeah maybe later yeah. for the drink and it's like fucking bummer and that's the end of the episode this is really i, like the, I like the end of this episode yeah. and it yeah. feels right just in the sense that joe really does make a decision to choose if not over Max, certainly over Jacob, you know, he knows that Max is going to be upset by this and he does it because he thinks it's the right thing. And it probably is the right thing. But, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, Beck doesn't have to be cool with that. All right, guys, before we go on, why don't we read a little Watcher Chronicles? Let's talk about Jacob Gelato. Gelati. Gelati. So, known alias is Jacob Glass. Ooh, they just made a movie about him. Glass. I heard it's not very good. <laughs> Born 1400. Unknown location. So he's way older than Mac. Yeah, first death, 1429, accused of stealing sheep. 1429? He's 29 years old? All right. Wow. Did you think he's older than that or younger than that? I guess older. I just think everybody's older. Uh, First teacher, Vahid Razi, recent base of operations, no fixed location. Hell, he's moving around. That's right. Occupation musician. I guess we get to see him strum that guitar. Deceased, 1996, Jack Shapiro. Note, 
Watcher. What? <laughs> and his what, watch- uh, what year did he graduate from the Watcher Academy? At <laughs> <laughs> what class rank? And then it says also, this is another weird one, Watcher, Joe Dawson. What? 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 Doesn't make any sense. That's false. And once again, that and, makes... And it, then Joe is responsible for this. Exactly. Because Joe, if that's true, fault. Joe really didn't do his job. Because he didn't wasn't watching while while he killed 80 watchers. <laughs> Jacob's Chronicle reads, So the last man standing writes the report, A, Gelati's own watcher was killed four years ago. Whether by Gelati himself or one of Horton's goons, we'll probably never know. Gelati's killed a lot of us since then. Then one of our own kills him. And it's not like my own hands are free of blood either. Let he who's without sin cast the first stone. Isn't that what the good book says? <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? When you can sit back and look at it objectively, he was only doing what he thought was right. A bunch of madmen wearing watcher tattoos killed his wife of almost 200 years, raving on that all immortals are abominations who have to be cleansed from the earth. What is he supposed to think? I should read it like Joe. Galani was a gypsy. I can't do it. Uh, and it wasn't so long ago that another madman said that gypsies were the abomination who had to be cleansed from the earth. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Yikes. Wow. Heavy. Uh, and half a million gypsies died in Hitler's concentration camp. What was Gelati supposed to think? Holy Yikes, shit. Yikes. What a fucking Yowza. downer. That's intense. Does Irene get one or no? You bet she does. <laughs> Irene Gelati, uh, born 1751. Central Europe. First death, 1779. Hung as a witch for telling fortunes. Mm. Mm. First teacher, Jacob. Ooh. That's uh, teacher school inappropriate. Creepalicious. Recent base of operations, France. Occupation, dancer. Deceased, 1992. James Horton. Note, renegade watcher. Ah. (laughs) Her watcher is Mario Petsy. As a party? Yeah, Mario as a party. (laughs) Mario Plumber. That's right. This is Mario Mario. Thank you very much. That's true. Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. That's right. Uh, So her chronicle is a letter, and it's uh, to Ian Bancroft, coordinator, Western Europe region, from Jean-Pierre Leofsier. I don't know. Jean-Pierre That's right. Area supervisor. We've got a situation down here. (laughs) Are you still reading this one in Joe's voice? Yes. Uh, When Maria Peza, Peza, who's on the Gelatis, didn't check in after she missed the weekly status meeting, we went looking. What we found isn't pretty. The Gelati place has been burned to the ground, and there's evidence of another fire nearby. Forensics thinks it's a cue. A what? A cue? What's that mean? Quickening. Ah, that's right. Well done. Nice job, Eamon. When we stopped in the village, they have a forensics division, I guess. That's fucking crazy. Are we sure they're not just cops? <laughs> uh, we stopped in the village. They were just bringing in Maria's body. Farmer found her near the gelati place. Someone broke her neck. Wait, what? Broke her neck off, right? Yeah. Uh, not too far away, we found a fresh grave. It was Irene Gelati. Uh, needless oh, no, they, to say, no, her they, head was not attached. No, they found the farmer right. person with a broken neck. That makes more sense. This is very confusing. The locals are terrified there's a serial killer in the area. We're concerned because Jacob is nowhere to be found. And we're left with the question of who killed Maria Petza. And was it because she saw the immortal who killed Irina? As we figure out more, I'll keep you posted. These are all quite dark. All right. And then finally, this is Jack's Watcher Chronicle. From the tribunal record, 
July 1st, 1996. The new tribunal met for the first time today. The direct lines of succession have been broken for the first time in 2,000 years. This is the first democratically elected tribunal in the history of Watchers. Wow, they're finally uh, embracing democracy in the Watchers. Great. Well done. But before we begin to look to the future of the Watchers, we have to deal with the past. Former Tribune Jack Shapiro has been under house arrest since the gelati crisis ended. Some believe that, due to his treasonous actions and his direct interference in the Immortal game, Shapiro should face the same punishment he pronounced on Joe Dawson. Damn. Jesus. However, bloodthirsty organization. (laughs) However, as this decision sets the tone for the new Watchers... Ooh, hashtag new watchers. <laughs> we hope to see a rise out of the gelati ashes. We elect instead to show mercy. We will allow Jack Shapiro to retire from the watchers gracefully with all benefits to which he is entitled. Benefits? Wow, Ooh. they got like a pension plan? Yeah, <laughs> a commemorative pin or a watch. Ooh, a watch. Um, it is our belief that the loss of his son David is more punishment than the tribunal could ever impose. <laughs> okay, so they're not going to murder his family members? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> So there we go. What a benevolent bunch. <laughs> you know, really, really great, noble organization here. Downer, downer, downer. Let's play a little game to turn those frowner, frowner, frowners upside. <laughs> I don't know downer, what I'm talking downer, about. Game downer. time. So, guys, we have a little game that we've played before. Name that episode. Uh-oh. You're going to love it. You're going to love so it. So I'm going to play some audio clips from episodes, and you're going to have to guess... What episode that line might be from? You guys ready to play? I'm ready. Kyle, you are first up. You're back. Come in. <laughs> Do you want to hear it again? Yes. You're back. Come in. Revenge is sweet. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Eamon, for the steal. Do you want some bonus points? Is it free fall? No, it is not free fall. Damn. I'm sorry. All right. What Amen. episode was it? That was Obsession. Oh, Obsession. that's right. Shit. Duh. <laughs> Amen, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, here you go. Here's your clue. He wants me to kill Tasha. Oh, my God. Duncan, we have to stop her from testifying. Well, come on. There's no other choice. There's one. Go to the police. Get Tasha's testimony. Stay with her at the hospital. We'll be safer there. Amen, would you like to guess what episode that is? Uh, is it testimony? You were right. It's uh, testimony. Uh, <laughs> Get Amen gets a point. Nice wow. job, I mean, You know these. Well, yeah, I really know these. Kyle, are you ready for the next one? Suck it to me, baby. All right, here we go. So this is the place. Yeah. It looked better in the picture. Yeah, I guess it did. <laughs> this was an easy one, so. Actually, I do feel like I should know this. Would you like to hear it again? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is the place. Yeah. It looked better in the picture. Yeah, I guess it did. His line ratings. <laughs> Is this a uh, leader of the pack? Ah, close. No cigar. Aiming for a steal. The innocent. You are correct. Yes. It is the, okay, I knew it was You were very it. close. I know. I was like, oh, which one does it actually appear in first? Because they're talking about the fucking house, right? Oh, yeah. you bet they are. Damn it. The fucking house. All right, Damon, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Good work, Damon. <laughs> Thanks. Nick, what Oh, the place is mine. She's French. I'm like, well, welcome to Double Eagle. You must find this terribly, terribly, terribly provincial after being in Europe all that time. Oh, not at all. Oh, is it Double Eagle? You got it again. Uh, Kyle, sorry, you didn't have the opportunity to steal on that one. (sighs) Kyle, ready? Yep. All right, good. Here you go. Don't worry, they only get easier. Hey, Richie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's nice to see you. What the fuck? Nice to see you. I'll play it again, don't worry. Thank you. 
Hey, Richie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's nice to see you. Cool. Um, I am going to go ahead and guess Turnabout. Good guess. Eamon, that is not correct. Eamon Steel Is it leader of the pack? No, uh, I'm sorry. That was We Also Serve. Uh, uh, so I just didn't get that one. Eamon, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, here you go. Here's your clue. A couple of medieval songwriters come up with the idea of chivalry one rainy day. <laughs> this isn't about chivalry. And you embrace it as a lifestyle. You live and die by a code of honor that was trendy when you were a kid. Oh, is it chivalry? You got that one chivalry? Right. Chivalry. Wow. Chivalry. Kyle, no chance for a steal on that. All right, Kyle, this is your last clue. It, might, right. be, it might be my, the easiest my, one. My last chance. This is it. Not great enough. Everyone's a critic. One more time. Not great enough. Everyone's a critic. The finale part two? No. Damn it. Even for the steal. The vampire. I'm sorry, that is also wrong. This is from the flashback in Judgment Day to the vampire. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) So nobody gets a point. actually from the vampire. Good work, Eamon. That's right. Uh, Eamon, you did a really good job on that. That was a trick You still have one more, Eamon. That was a trick word. If you want the extra point. Sure. England, World War II. They called it the Blitz. (laughs) (laughs) Was it the Blitz? It's the Blitz. Uh, You got five points. Wow. Four. Possible. I feel dirty. (laughs) I'm blown away that you got, you effectively got two of the impossible ones. You did. Pretty good. Damon, you're really the fucking rock star here. (laughs) Yeah. I was hoping to get you on the, the vampire one, Kyle. Because I wanted to tell you it wasn't right, and it was from, the, from Judgment Day. <laughs> That's such a dick move. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a really fun game that nobody enjoys. <laughs> <to> me, <so laughs> but you're looking, you're having a great time. That's so. right, I am. This is the best uh, it's excitement I've seen on Keith today. I know. It takes like a long time to make that yeah. game, too. It's also really hard to find dialogue that says the title of well, the episode. Th- well, that and. Dialogue that is so non-specific to anything that doesn't mention a character, character. just like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> good. It's like perfect. Very good. Amazing. Let's talk about this episode. One minute to midnight. What's the title in reference to? Good Doomsday Sub- Clock. That's right. That's what that was my guess. From yeah. DC Comics Doomsday. Watch Man. No, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> the death of Superman. That's right. Is it also from it's a reality? real thing. Yeah. Yes. No, there yeah. is a reality. Oh, and actually, bonus question. Oh, well, first, let's explain what the Doomsday Clock is for everybody. What is the Doomsday Clock? Some watchdog organization has a clock of how close they think we are to Armageddon. Mm-hmm. And the closer it gets to midnight, the closer we are. So, it was like, created in 1947 by the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. And like, you know, during the Cuban Missile Crisis, we were like one minute away from midnight to provide an example. Yes. And right. so actually, believe it or not, the clock also represents now global climate change. climate change. Isn't that interesting? Ooh, and how many minutes are we from midnight on that? That's the bonus question. Is So, well, this the clock encompasses both n- nuclear Is it a compass or a clock? Did I say Cl- compass? No. You said encompass. <laughs> Oh, shut up. I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> All right. So the question is, how many minutes to midnight are we currently? It was revised just last month. Ooh. I'm going to guess four minutes. Okay. Eamon. I'll say five minutes. Two minutes. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. That is horrifying. That is horrifying. How about that? That's the prequel to this episode. Mm-hmm. Two yeah. minutes to midnight. Yeah. Two minutes to midnight is a uh, scathing climate change report, and one minute to midnight is uh, Jackham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has our climate changed on this episode versus <laughs> Judgment Day? I like this episode a lot. I do too. 
I complained about it a bit, and I've got some serious problems with it. But I think it's exciting. I think it moves. There's real conflict. There's tons of yelling. I love all the yelling. There's it's so great. much yelling. There's some great performances in this. And I dig everybody's motivation to a certain extent. No, it is good. Everybody's, like, compelling. Like, even Jack, who's a fucking kind of maniac at the end. But, like, it all makes sense, like, why he's fucking unhinged at the end. Right. It's it's dark. Double crosses, murder, tested friendships. See, I feel like this was originally filmed as a season finale. I love this as a season opener. This is a season finale. Like, what a fucking downer of an ending. I mean... More downer than Joe, Joe. Well, but that's a cliffhanger. It's like, what's going to happen next? I mean, I guess this asks, in some ways, what's going to happen next. But, like, I don't know. It seems so gloomy and just, like, to end a season on that note, I'd be like, ooh. But it's fun, a fun way to kick off this season. What's going to come next? I don't know. All the characters' relationships are reset here. Yeah, that is interesting. Like, we don't know what Mythos' status is. We still don't know if Richie's exists. Uh, <laughs> we don't know if he exists. <laughs> all the highlights. I do think it's interesting. I think it's compelling. I don't understand why all the things that work in this episode aren't present in the previous episode. Yeah. The, the previous episode has a lot of the same... Requires to be functional. A lot of the same elements that this episode has clear motivations for characters understanding of why they're on a collision course like grappling with ideas people stuck in the middle trying to make tough choices like all of that should have been part of the first episode as well like this almost in some ways like delivers on the promise of it but without like the context of people explicitly being there to talk about it (laughs) i agree with amen (laughs) (laughs) there are two scenes where i feel i feel like they could have cut some fat in this like we have both of those scenes in the in the funeral parlor, like where they leave and then they, and then come, they back. come back. Yeah, I don't need I'm to like, do that. Just make that one yeah. one scene, like the fridging of the wife. That's, that's very effed up. up. Like I like the scene following. Like I didn't need to see the rape. They could have made it not a rape, just made it something else. Yeah, it could have been like in some ways it's better if it's a lesser slight. Why couldn't they have just said she tried to rob this guy and she's like, no, I didn't. And that's it. But then I guess why would Jacob feel compelled to kill? Well, he's just a hothead. I don't know. Yeah. I would have liked it if, like, if something happened and she gets like punched by that guy or something. Like yeah. something smaller and less heinous than a rape, but like to amp up the tension of like, no, like Jacob like must answer that. Like he right. cannot let it Do go. Do we think if, if, there, if this show wasn't so rapey, would we have minded it in this scenario? Because I feel like of all the times they've use sexual violence like this might have made the most sense i disagree oh like with the accusation of like i don't believe that you were raped like that's because that's never been a component of the rapiness before it's always just i'm a villain and i'm going to sexually assault you while that's a component of this and it's like ugly and terrible it's really hinging on justice can't be served because there's like a he said she said thing and we don't believe her because she's a gypsy yeah but is that part of the present the present item it's no, not it's not a, part of the present item, but it's the, it's about his like uh, need for justice. I mean, I guess yeah, yeah it could only, just the be only table, the only reason getting we, hit or robbed or whatever. Yeah, the only reason we care about this is to highlight his need for justice. Right. That's swift and vengeful, which is like perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine to establish that as a character trait for him, and like, but we would in we a con- not... in a context in which we're almost rooting for him. That is the only reason we care. So let's say he robbed her. <laughs> And didn't believe it. Like, individuals have a very hard time exacting justice, except, like, maybe physically or, like, murdering somebody. Like, if if this guy robbed her and he was like, well, I'm going to kill her, kill him, <laughs> we'd be like, as the audience, like, that's not a measured response. Like, that's fucked. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as an audience, we're more sympathetic to 
he raped her and he killed him in vengeance. Like, I think we're like, that makes sense. I get it. Like, I don't think we necessarily think Jacob is, uh, wrong like, wrong, like, wrong yeah. to do that. But if mm-hmm. it was just a robbery, we'd be like, what the fuck, Jacob? Like, yeah. because a, an individual person can't be like, well, I'm going to put you in jail for a year. Right. Well, also, he did, in, to accomplish the context of this episode, he doesn't actually have to go through with it. We just need to show him want to do it, maybe even attempt to do it. Yeah. And maybe Max stops him. Like, that would be enough to sell the point. It would sell the point that he wants justice, but I think it would still be, like, an unmeasured response. Because we'd be like, well, he's, like, out for blood over something that doesn't deserve to be out for blood. You know, like, you you shouldn't be out for blood for a robbery, hopefully. (laughs) So I don't know. know. Yeah. Because it is a card they overplay. It's like, why uh, why are they always assaulting women like this and sexually abusing people? I don't understand. Yeah. Or threatening, too, which they do constantly. Yeah. Well, because that's the problem. Otherwise, it's just a woman. Yeah. Yeah. And then the one, the uh, Xavier one we just had where he's, like, going to poker with a, a hot knife right. or whatever that was my theory that he was gonna oh, yeah. burn her vagina <laughs> God. oh boy like the flashback with horton killing the wife was like filmically an awesome sequence i kind of wish we got more horton in both of these episodes like yeah it was nice it was really cool to see him but we did get a little bit more of what we've heard before i don't know it might be see him interesting to see him interact with jack or something like in the past yeah, yeah. like maybe they could talk about the watch organization i don't know it would it would just be interesting to flesh that out more jack isn't a sympathetic bad guy everybody's out of control (laughs) like jacob's out of control and the watchers well i guess we could talk about the watchers is their response i guess their response is appropriate they come across as like being ridiculous still i mean jack is a little unhinged yeah and that taints what i think is in some ways a measure like not a measured response but an appropriate response it's like if somebody's killing you like you have to respond like you have to do a thing to stop it. And I'm not sure what they can do at that point. And also, I, you know, frankly, Mac, I think, is a little unreasonable to think that, like, the Watchers can just let this go. Because I would not expect them to. Well, like, like ca- he has killed too many people. Right. And, like, granted, it's and a And he's min- continuing to kill people. Yeah, like, misunderstanding, maybe. You have killed a lot of people. Like That, that was, like, a moral question I had written down for this episode. Like, let's say the Watchers do capture Jacob. And let's say Jack isn't a fucking maniac by the end. Like, what should their response be? Even if they talk it out, he's murdered 80 people. Right, but... Or 100 people. Like, what is... I feel like you have to weigh, in some way, to judge that person the reason they did it. Like, it was a misunderstanding. Like, in his mind, he was right. Like, he was protecting himself. Like, it was like a self-defense thing for him. Because he was misled. Or he was hunted and... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, he himself is also blinded by rage. He doesn't put in the work to understanding what this thing is. Like neither does Mac. Yeah, in just saying a few sentences to help clear this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like you know, he assumed that all these people were the same, and he was wrong about that. And like that, I think increases the level of moral culpability because mm. he kills a bunch of people who he has not witnessed do anything wrongful. Shapiro. He has no idea what that ki- he and he's literally a kid. Like that guy looks like he's twenty two, right? And he killed him in cold blood. So like you know, he's not just by virtue of this misunderstanding an innocent actor. Yeah. I think when the chips are down, I don't see a way in which they let him go. Mm. I'm not sure. Like, it's hard to say with 100% certainty, but I think if I were in their shoes, I'd be like, yeah, we gotta 
take this guy off the board. Why doesn't Mac want to go after Jacob? Well, Jacob's he, killed 80 people. He's gone after other immortals for much less. Well, I think they are legitimately friends. Like, we are supposed to think that Mac really cares <clears throat> about this guy. Like, I just, think he thinks there's some sort of redemption for Jacob. Like, I can convince him this is... But I uh, guess by the end, when they're arguing in Watcher headquarters, like, when Jacob's screaming, like, blood for blood, I think that's, like... For me, when it's like, I don't know if Jacob's redeemable now. Or I shouldn't say redeemable, but like, I don't know if Jacob can come back from... Like, he's not going to be able to let this go ever. Yeah, he's he's not going to be convinced. Well, certainly any situation in which there's clemency for him necessarily involves him never doing something like this again. Like, they can't, like, let him go if there's a chance he's going to keep doing this, right. obviously. And there's no reason to think that, based on his behavior, that he's, like, learned any lessons. Not that they've done a good job of convincing him, but... Nobody's done a good job. <laughs> no. Ethos doesn't do anything in this episode, right? No, he sneaks Joe in. Right. He helps he hatch the Joe. plan to capture... You get the person he's involved in the plan to bring in Jacob. Right, mm. right. You know, he certainly does enough that he feels a crisis of conscious, conscience at <clears throat> the end for reasons i guess yeah. but i feel like this is all very like cinematic in scope of storytelling mm-hmm. like i like that all this shit kind of comes to a head like that there's like a potential war with the watchers like things are really could fall apart which is cool and know. there are realistically ways this could go differently like, yeah i'm not persuaded that mac wouldn't kill jack in right short. god why are the names so fucking similar mac yeah. and jack mac and jack and jacob mac jack jacob joe <laughs> <laughs> dumb i like it there's a lot of good tension. I just feel like something's not like, I don't know, quite clicking for me. Like mm. everybody's motivations, I don't totally follow. Like it's all too much, but that may, may, might make for a more interesting episode. We're also supposed to think that like everybody's emotions are like cranked up to 11. Right. You know, like Jacob is incapable of seeing things clearly because he's still so enraged over his wife. Like Jack is incapable of seeing clearly because of the many dead watchers including his son like joe same deal including this guy shooting him personally right and then mac can't see clearly because he's like blinded by his affection for both both, these both joe yeah. and jacob i think there's a, there's an extent to which i don't know that we're ever supposed to totally get it just because we're not going to be experiencing it in that state of heightened emotion hmm. Hmm. joe's a crappy watcher <laughs> as once that. again Really, Joe fucks it up a lot because like, he's lazy. Yeah. He doesn't know where Mac is. He has been watching Jacob. I think he's only Jacob's watcher because everyone else end. is dead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, I have to write the final report because everyone else died. Kyle, how many minutes to midnight would you give this episode? One. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> one. I give this three and a half <laughs> minutes to midnight. I want to give it a four, but some of the issues that we've raised about, mostly about the fridging aspects of this knock some some points off in my book i do think it's a strong episode with strong performances a ton of attitude i dig it amen how many watcher killing sprees would you give this i think the 3.5 is the way to go it's not a four it's not a three are you sure because <laughs> yeah. are you sure because keith said uh judgment day was a four well i can't wait to hear keith's <laughs> can't either <laughs> ruling on this one keith how many uh decapitated wives would you give this? oh boy well it's definitely not a three mm. it's definitely not a two mm. last time i rated it a four this one's a five baby Whoa. i love it this, this is a five? five i love this, this episode is the, this is the highest rating i think you've given any episode i gave the samurai a f- have i given a five i think i, I give know. that a five i think this episode's great 
I also think, and it's I, good. I agree. The, the the episode leading up to this is definitely weaker than this. Absolutely. Maybe I, maybe I gave it a little higher. than uh, I Maybe the tail was wagging the dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I love the premise of Judgment Day. That episode's needed for this episode to happen. Right. And in some ways, I feel like this is almost like these two episodes feel like. They should be tightened together. Like, this is like one of those, like, made for TV movie events. Like, if there was going to be like a little Highlander movie on TV that they produced, it would have been this. Like, this has got some good scope to it. I love all the yelling. Bring it on. More you yelling. I love that yelling. <clears throat> I there's do. a lot of good yelling in this episode. No, there's like a, this is like really fucking amped up. This feels very like modern storytelling. Like, if this show was produced today, you could see this is like part of the end game or like things are really going to be spiraling after this point. It's like the watchers are a mess. Mythos is in the wind. Like, who knows what's going to happen? There's not enough Watchers. So, like, Immortals we knew about before are gone. Like, who knows what happened to them? I don't know. I feel like there's, like, interesting stuff you could do. I mean, granted, they're not going to be doing all of that. But I I don't know. I think this is a really great episode. What do you think, <laughs> Is this more of a 3.5 or a 5.0? <laughs> maybe well, a 6. Maybe even a 6. Yeah. Really busting our curve. That's right. What do you think? <laughs> you can let us know at HighlanderRewatched at gmail.com. That's the easiest way to reach us and uh, send us your thoughts, feelings, emotions, insights, trivia. While you're rating this episode, why don't you rate our podcast at iTunes by giving us a five-star review? Give it the same number of stars Keith gave this episode. Right. like Keith. Just the amount it deserved. Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so before we wrap up, actually, so we should this is this is the last episode of the season. Oh, so shit. Right. we should talk a little bit about what's coming down the pike. So we're gonna do one more episode as part of our season four set, which is gonna be like a wrap up of all of season four. Plus we're gonna be talking about our ratings of all four seasons, I guess, because we started rating this halfway through rating episodes individually halfway through season two. But we're going to go back and I don't know if we're going to talk about individual episodes per se, but we're going to just give an overview of like what our ratings would have been for earlier episodes and in total. But after season four, what are we doing, guys? We're going to talk about Highlander, the search for vengeance. That's right. Ooh, that's what Jacob is on in this. That's right. A real that's search right. for vengeance. <laughs> so yeah, so we're not going to be jumping into the other Highlander movies yet because they all take place after the series is over. So we didn't want to jump around continuity-wise. Not that there's much continuity to some of this shit, but we figured we'd wait. So Search for Vengeance is next. So that's going to be pretty cool. We're pretty yeah. excited. It's been a long time since I've seen it. And especially after we talked to uh, animation director Joe Pearson, my appetite has been whetted. Mm. for just this occasion also highlander mullets love it gotta love your mullets mm -hmm. thanks everybody for listening to this week's episode we'll see you next week i've been one of your rewatchers i'm keith this is kyle this is amen bye bye bye, -bye. bye. Wow. Wow, guys. Wow, guys. <laughs> <laughs> wow.